you very much. My name is Hong Ming. I hate to break it to you, it's not the same thing at all. Totally unrelated concepts sometimes. Uh, I think we have a station identification announcement coming up. Am I correct? Yes. Yes, I'm very correct about that. Nice to see you all. We sound doesn't need a fucking audience. He's used to talking to himself and the wall. Yes. Keep it going. Keep the exits going for Paul Mooney. All right. I, I found out the best way to stop a heckler in uh, in 2018. There's this guy who didn't like my set at the beginning. He started talking shit. I just looked him in the eyes and I went, white power. That was enough. He went to the bar. I can't tell. Am I like stalling or am I introducing Wiesam? No, he was great. Everybody, Warhol Goffman. Warhol Goffman, murdering the world. Warhol Goffman. Hey, everybody, if you are tuned in right now, it's Pamtastas Comedy Clubhouse, and you were like, what just happened? That was the end of Happy Hour, which was an amazing time, hosted by super wacky, wild, amazing host, Warhol Kaufman, yay! Uh, hey, we're here at Pamtastas Comedy Clubhouse. It's 8 o'clock. It's a Friday night. It's time to get that started. We're going to get that started. I'm super excited about it. We're going to listen to some Mutiny Radio Festival Wonderment things, and then we'll be right back with a really great show with an amazing lineup. So thanks for being here from Pamtastas Comedy Clubhouse. Best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello, boys and girls. You know what a password is. That's a secret word that soldiers would use to get past the sentry and up to the front. Well, here's a password that gets you up to the front in all the right places. It's cannabis energy. It seems the faster you go, the more cannabis energy you need. So if you want to win, you have to have lots of cannabis energy. And the swellest way I know to get it is just by using Green Army skincare. Boy, they're just crammed full of cannabis energy. They're more cannabis energy units in one lip balm tube than you circling the base ten times or when you ride your bike four miles across the city. And it's fast acting. Why, no sooner that you apply some balm to your mouth or pain areas, you practically feel the new strength in your muscles. And what's more, Green Army Skincare is a good, wholesome product. They're made with body-nourishing cannabis and other natural ingredients. So go out there today and pick up some Green Army Skincare products from your local cannabis procurement center. Join thegreenarmy.com. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, we'd like to invite you down to Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco at 806 South Van Ness. Uh, we've got great food by our kitchen counter offer, burgers, tater tots, tachos, corn dogs, all sorts of good stuff like that. They're open from opening until 11 p.m. most days of the week, except Saturday. Uh, every Saturday night, we've got live rock and roll, some of the best local bands in San Francisco, and touring acts as well. Come on down, 10 p.m., rock and roll, only night of the week. We have a $5 cover charge, always 5 bucks for live rock and roll. 
We're open from 4 p.m. until 2 a.m. Monday through Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 2 to 2. Come on down, have some drinks with us. We've got Whiskey Wednesday, Tequila Tuesday, and we've always got the Steve McQueen special. Shot a bullet bourbon and a can of California lager for 8 bucks. Come down and enjoy our patio. It's open in the afternoon, not really in the evening, but a lot of good folks hanging out back there. Come on down, give us a shot. Drop by the bar, make some friends. Thanks, folks. Bender's Bar and Grill in the heart of the Mission District, San Francisco, California. With a happy hour every Monday through Friday until 7 p.m. Don't miss it. Go to Bender's Bar. Big supporter of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2018. Oh, yeah. It goes down. Come smoke with your boy. Grinder. Spark is San Francisco's premier cannabis dispensary with a focus on serving and educating patients for seven years. Spark is dedicated to creating the best in-store experience with its extensive menu, friendly staff, and one of the few cannabis vape lounges in San Francisco. Spark welcomes you to visit its two great locations as a medical patient or for recreational adult use in 2018. Spark is located at 1256 Mission Street between 8th and 9th and at 473 Haight Street at Fillmore. Both locations are open until 10 p.m. every night. Spark staff looks forward to serving you. Coming at these bitches and all these snitches hitting switches going back to riches. Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their, their variety of cheese and home decor items uh, and this of unique items that you can't find anywhere else. Their cheese section is insane. I love Rainbow Grocery because it's the number one grocery store to shop at when you're having a potluck and need to fulfill everyone's dietary needs. They don't have meat. Rainbow Grocery Cooperative, an amazing San Francisco staple since 1975. So good, so nice. So sweet. Yay! Yay! Here we are at Pep Tats's Comedy Clubhouse on a Friday at 8 o'clock. Yay! We're all here. I'm so excited. Today is Friday, and I got to take a world a day off a World Cup. So, wow. I actually got to... Ooh, I got to hold my shit together for the first time. I, like, I like hung my clothes up on... <laughs> on uh, hangers, I did a little vacuuming, I was like, World Cup, the last 18 days have been rough. Uh, I don't watch porn, but I do watch World Cup. <laughs> so, every four years, I objectify men for feminism. Anyone else? Obje- I mean, oh, you're objectifying the hot men running around for 90 minutes with their hot bodies. Oh, you're a terrible feminist. I'm like, nay. 
People have been objectifying people for thousands of years. It's just that men have been allowed to objectify people. So I'm saying, women, let's objectify people. Yay! Yeah, right? Iceland is sadly out of the World Cup, but there was a player named uh, Rurk Gislason, and he was the most beautiful man who's ever graced the face of the world. He's so good on the World Cup. He's so pretty. No one else likes Iceland. Fine. I was very sad that Iceland got knocked out because I was hoping that Bjork would get to do the commentary for the World Cup. You millennials don't know who Bjork is. He's so funny and cute. Uh, I love World Cup so much because I finally get to watch hot millennial men actually make their goals. <laughs> like they're literally making goals. Like it is so hot to watch a 27 year old man actually make his goals. It is. Most of the time they're cheating. You know, it's okay though. They're so good looking that that's not, it's fine. I mean, really, it's only sexual harassment if they're ugly. Am I right? <laughs> Otherwise, it's just called flirting. Anyone else been in corporate America? Just me? Yay! Okay, just checking. I wish corporate America was more like the World Cup because I'd be like, you can foul me anytime, baby. <laughs> you can. Penalty kicks into my box. Anyone else? No. Okay, I'm making World Cup gross only because I don't watch porn. <laughs> it's because every four years, though. I know nobody cares, but I really think, and let this be the time demarcation, I think that Switzerland's gonna win the whole thing because of Jan Sommer. He is the hottest man and also a great keeper. But I really want it. I'm great that this is, I'm excited that this is being recorded because I really think the Swiss are gonna win. And like, I have no money on it. So if I, <laughs> if nothing will happen. <laughs> it's just, I might get a free drink out of it, but I think the Swiss are gonna win. Real jokes about not objectifying men. No, I won't do it. I'm a feminist. Uh, I'm a terrible feminist, and people have been saying I'm a terrible feminist because I still like Bill Cosby. <laughs> I like Louis C.K. too. I think he's funny. Like, I can't. I'm like, oh, the man from the art. What do we do? Like, oh, now they're not real people. I'm a terrible feminist. Uh, but, knock, knock. Feminism. I can get my own fucking door, thanks. I think it's a precept of feminism. I think that's how feminism started. I don't know. I don't read as many books as they did in the 70s. But it's so good that the ladies in the 70s read books and like didn't have kids and were all like thinking about stuff so that I can talk about my butthole on stage. <laughs> feminism! <laughs> Right, like, but even um, Joan Rivers was the first person ever to do, as a woman, to be pregnant on stage while she was doing stand-up. That was huge in the 70s. And, and now, and thanks to her, I get to talk about my butthole. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't had any babies, um, but I do have hemorrhoids. Uh, it's, like, it's like a bunch of worms trying to escape a hungry robin. It's like someone threw a hand grenade into a deli. 
meaty. And I'm saying, because it's meaty back there. <laughs> They're like, gross. Yeah, uh, let's talk about my vagina then. I've got this really great Nemo fin. It's like, a, <laughs> I feel like that's where all my sexual prowess comes from, is like my wonky, tiny Nemo fin. It's like, it's like a thickly sliced roast beef on one side and then but I feel like all the power comes from Nemo it's like oh flippity dip it out of there Paul Conyers likes it he's kind of like a clean comic too so it's like funny that I made him laugh about my vagina so cute I want to here's the thing is that like I don't want Martha Stewart to die but when she does I'm going to scrape my vaginal yeast and I'm going to grow it and I'm going to make breakfast buns out of my vaginal yeast for Martha Stewart's wake, right? I mean, she's 73, so she's going to die soon, right? But what I'm saying is I'm going to scrape. No one else has thought about using their own yeast and bread products? Nope. No one thinks about the apocalypse? I feel like I haven't had a yeast infection in like 20 years, but I feel like I'm gonna try to get them in the apocalypse so that I can bake bread for my people. Do you know, like, in those, like, you got those, what do they call it, like a, a corn cob? I don't know, people build fire, denaturing protein with heat. Everything's gonna be okay in the future. Anybody afraid about the apocalypse? Anyone have a plan? Anyone uh, stashing water at their house? None of you are, none of you are, none of you are stashing water. It's fine. I have my apocalypse plan. I, this isn't funny. I just shouldn't even tell you my plan. Let me do a real joke. Uh, you guys look like smart people out here. <laughs> you look like super smart people. Why are we paying $12 for a Filipino burrito? What does that even mean? What I'm, what I'm saying is there's these beautiful food trucks that exist everywhere now, and they used to be called roach coaches. Remember, it was like, oh, don't get a grilled cheese from the roach coach. That's gross. But now it's like, oh, no, this is a $17 burrito. Everybody's fine with it. But I saw a brightly painted vehicle the other day, went into it, turned out it was a bookmobile, Wanted to slake my thirst, so I got a steaming hot cup of Kafka. When it arrived, I looked out the window. I saw melting clocks and burning giraffes. I was a bug. I was like, da-da, da-da. But it was surrealism. It was a completely different movement. See, ah, smart people joke. What? Da-da was preceptive. So good. Uh, you guys, I went number two the other day and it was so crazy. It curled around the bowl. I went number six. Real talk. I went number six. I should start this stuff up. Uh, hey, yeah, I know. And I didn't even, I'm like, oh, look, there's people. Oh, I know who's going first because he was left over from Happy Hour, which was super great. And Happy Hour is super awesome and it's every Friday from six to eight. And we have one hangers off from Happy Hour and we're going to bring him up next after we sing the song. M-U-T-I-M-Y Comedy Clubhouse Comedy Clubhouse. Comedy Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. I cough less now that I have a vaporizer here. <laughs> M-U-T-I-M-Y Comedy Clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! 
I'm super excited for your first comedian. He's an amazing human being. I'm very upset that Palestine didn't make it into the World Cup this year. I don't think they ever do. But he's a hilarious comment. Comic, put your hands together for Weasel! That was my little dribble move from basketball and shit. No, I'm just playing, you know. Palestine don't make it in, in the World Cup either, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's not even on the fucking map. So I don't expect it to be in the World Cup, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, I'm gonna get that right out the I had to, I crossed the dog and shit, and you know, I got cerebral palsy, that was some bullshit, man. <laughs> That's the one thing I don't like about doing co- like stand-up comedy. You always gotta come up to stages and shit. I, half my time is like, I hope I don't fall. I hope I don't fall. Please. And then I fall, making a complete asshole of myself. But it's okay. Anything for the jokes, man. Uh, I can see you guys are very nervous. It's okay, white people. Or Asian, Asian people, white people, man. It's a little. Asians and whites, I know I'm doing something right. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. If you're around Asian and white people, you're winning in life. That's what my dad tells me. I don't know about his advice. I remember one time he told me, see, son, he was talking about like some like people in that, like live in deserts and shit like that. He was like, see, son, these people, they live in the deserts. I said, deserts? I thought the word was deserts, man. He was like, man, you know what the fuck I'm saying. You cocksucker. That's his favorite word. You always call me, you cocksucker. I'm like, man, no, I'm not you. He'd be like, fuck you, motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Being Palestinian, the only thing you get is rocks and hummus. That's like a birthright. <laughs> People always come up to me and they're like, I know you own a couple liquor stores. I'm like, stop lying. I'm like, nah, man. The Asians bought them all. <laughs> yeah, me and him, we about to start our own liquor store, man, called If Funny, You Get a Beer. <laughs> if you're funny and shit, you know what I'm saying? What's up, man? You left all your homies outside? Yeah, I'm just kidding. That was a joke. No, because he looks homeless, but I know he probably got a house somewhere. He probably knocking down like, you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to go there and shit. I don't want no problems with him, man. And the the, the clubhouse gets shot up and shit? Mm-mm. Comedy club, bow. I don't want to talk about shit like that. You know what I'm saying? I like being Arab because uh, my favorite thing about being Arab is watching Al Jazeera. You feel me? That shit look like a, a bunch of Disney villains on television. <laughs> like, where the fuck do they get these people, man? I'll be sitting there like, oh, fuck. Man, after Trump got in office, you guys look like you're a Trump you know, crowd or whatever. Man, everybody in my family was sitting there sweating bullets and shit. Oh, hell no, we're going to have to go back home. I was like, you motherfuckers are. I was born in Chicago. I'm good. <laughs> I don't have to go nowhere. They're like, fuck you. You go, so do the shawarma. I'm like, what the fuck? Keep the shawarma here, you can just leave, Habibi. Ooh, nah. I just don't like falafel, that shit is nasty. I don't know why white people love that shit so much. They love that and hummus. I'm sitting there like, please, stop liking hummus. Because I know what they, they like to do. White people like shit, and then about five years later, they say they invented the shit. <laughs> y'all know y'all do that shit, stop lying, man. Y'all do that to rock and roll, what else, man? Uh, deep dish pizza, yeah, the list goes on. Yeah, man, it's fucked up. 
So what kind of Asians are you, are you back, back, back there? You know what I'm saying? Chinese? Yeah, man, I don't deal with Chinese. Filipino? Oh, Filipinos, man. I, I love Filipinos. My only thing with Filipinos is it's like when they speak to uh, Tagalog, it sounds like they got hot food in their mouth and shit. You know, huh, huh. Putang, all I know is putang anymore. I know, I know like you're not supposed to say that. And salamat, that's all I know. All them years being by a Jollibee didn't help me do shit. <laughs> See, they get that's a, uh, a Filipino fast food restaurant. It's like a uh, Filipino McDonald's. Yep. Yeah, man. That, that shit is good. Except I don't like, I don't, I don't know nothing about spam. I don't eat pork. For real? <laughs> Y'all heard that? It's like, it's not that bad. Try it. I'm not trying shit. You know, I don't I don't like uh I got cerebral palsy. So when you have cerebral palsy, they automatically just throw you in special ed. I'd be sitting there like, what the fuck, man? These fools gave me a helmet and shit. What am I gonna do with this? Play free safety? <laughs> fuck man. Hey man, you're ruining my set, bro. Get your ass inside and shut the fuck up. I want to tell, like, I always want to tell that to like white dudes and shit, but then I remember, man, they probably call the cops. I like old white ladies, they just don't like sitting next to me. I'll be sitting there like, can you just sit next to me? She's like, oh my God, no. What is it, man? Motherfuckers be calling uh, the cops on people trying to drink water nowadays. What the hell? Some little girl's trying to sell water, they call the cops on it. What the fuck? Hey, we can all use a little, you know what I'm saying, crystal geyser in times like this. Oh, man. Uh, so is Jesus coming back? Jesus. Jesus. He got it right. Jesus. I knew about 45 Jesuses, and they all got in like a four-door all at one time. That shit was amazing. <laughs> the ingenuity of Jesus. He walked on water, too, apparently, if you believe these kind of things. You know? Man, I'm done with I'm just kidding. You ever meet people that's like, like hella dramatic? You're like, man, get this acting motherfucker away from me, man. I'm not trying to watch you on television. Anybody got thieving ass family members? As soon as thief, thieving, thieving, thieves, thieving, thieving. Oh yeah, they, they <laughs> damn soccer's all on your mind, huh? You can't wait till like they they, they take that jersey off and shit. Stop objectifying men, Pam. That's foul. As a as a man, you know. Not according to my mom. My mom be like, you a boy still. Fuck you. Pay your own bills. Like, oh, shit. Why you got to go there, mom? Said, I'm sorry, mama. My mom don't like me. Was that my time? No. no. I love my mom, but my mom don't love me. That's why I do comedy, man. You know what I'm saying? The love I don't get at home, I can get on the stage. Thank you guys very much. We some, yay! My mama doesn't love me either, yay! Anybody else's parents not proud of them? No, just me? Cool, yeah, I got her hands up in the back, yeah! I know. My mom, actually, the last time that we spoke wasn't even a speaking thing. She actually texted me for the first time six years, and her text to me was, Jesus is calling you. And I was like, no, you're texting me. Jesus doesn't exist. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you loved it when I hung out with a 33-year-old when I was seven. You know what I mean? Like, 
I prayed a lot as a child and they're like, you can't have an enormous cat friend who's the same size as you, who's gray and awesome, but you can hang out with a 33-year-old man and tell him all your problems. Christianity, I'm just saying. Jesus and my Barbies and I masturbated together so many times. It was weird. It got weird is what I'm saying. Cool, I know, but everybody's cool with you talking to a 33-year-old guy. They're like, yeah, that's fine. Large, large size cat, nope. But old dude as a small young child, good. I don't know, I find the world very funny. I don't, I mean, I've got this list, but I didn't really make it, and I was just like people on it. Do you guys want to like Rosham? Paul wants to go up. He already put his hand up. He is like been at the, this is very exciting, Rooster Teeth Feathers. He's like made it to the finals a bunch of times. You came in second place just recently. Have you won yet? No. Yeah, but you're so close. He's so close. You guys, he's so funny, and we're so excited to have him here. Everybody put your hands together for Paul Kanye! We, yeah, that's right. So, so, so Pam says she likes to watch the World Cup, but not porn. I say, hey, whatever you got to do to see some Germans get shit on. Holding on that one for a while. My heart is racing. Wow. <laughs> Feels so good. I don't know. I'm not a comic. I have nothing else to talk about, but that was that was it. Oh boy. All right. We've got we've got between six and seven minutes of fluffer. How much time am I supposed to do? Oh shit. All right. Let's do some crowd work with everybody. Um no, I'm just kidding. I'm hysterical. I have cool material. Here it comes. Um shit. I don't know. What are we talking about today? Um, I, you know, it's a, it is a weird time for comedy. Like it's a very, very, very emotionally triggered time. Like, uh, how do you guys feel about Roseanne getting fired? She lost her job like a month ago. Do you guys remember that? Do you give a shit? I mean, I mean, do you care? Like, I don't, I, I don't care. Fucker. Not important to me at all, but it's just, it's weird how people react though. You know? Cause like I have, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of conservative people on Facebook and they were like, they, they use this as their pillar for the first amendment. They're like, Oh, what, what happened to first? I guess this is the end of free speech. And it's like, really? This is like, this is like the crutch you want to rest on for, for like, Hey, could you please not call black people monkeys? Oh, the shackles. Like, Oh my gosh. How dare you? They got very like they had, they had very weird arguments. They were like, they're like, hey, hey, liberals, how come you're okay with canceling Roseanne, but you're not going to cancel the View? How's that for a double standard? Now I'm I'm pretty liberal, but what do you think we think about the View? Like, do you think we get? I don't. I didn't even know it was still on the air. Fuck the View. Like, I, who cares? It's a show about four women with four very different points of view, and they're all wrong. How do they do it every day for an hour? They can take four different stances on gun tr- control and just like bat zeros at the plate. Like, how the fuck do you do it? It's unbelievable. Like, who gives a fuck about that? Like, like I'm running to the TV every morning to see what the chubby chick from That's So Raven has to say about sexting. I don't care. That means nothing to me. Yeah, that's her. 
Yeah, Raven Simone. She's uh, apparently she's got opinions now. She we we found out that she can't act, and so we were like, well, let's just see what you feel about school bullies. Like, can you do that for an hour? Yeah, it's going great. I hear. Uh, it's been, like I don't that that's how I found out because I have a very conservative aunt, and she was very vocal about the whole Roseanne thing, and uh, that's how I found out that. <laughs> My conservative aunt, her Facebook profile picture, I shit you not, is a picture or it's a it's a portrait of Donald Trump in the Oval Office and he's at the desk presumably writing some piece of legislation or something. And then over his shoulder is Jesus Christ hand on hand, like guiding his writing. I'm not kidding. Uh, so anyway, that that's a story of how I got blocked by my aunt on Facebook because <laughs> I decided I would caption it in the comments and she didn't think it was very funny, but I, I wrote, I wrote like, okay, Donald, let's try this again. C A T. And, uh, she didn't, she didn't think that was very funny. Uh, what a weird, what a weird idea that Jesus is like the guiding hand of Donald Trump of all the, of all the influential figures that, that are in, that are like pushing that guy's agenda. Is it really Jesus? Wouldn't it be, I don't like Fred Phelps or Colonel Sanders or some shit like that. Like, I don't think it's, I don't think it's the Messiah. Also, again, to just piggyback off Pam's point, he's not fucking real. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, this is fun. This is fun. Having a, having a good time. As Pam mentioned, I'm super handsome. Uh, it's like, it's weird. Like, you know, so many comics and we, they come up and they just use this as their platform. It's like, I don't even need this. You know, it's like, I am so, I'm going to go hang out with my friends after this, have a social life, probably get laid or something. I don't know. It's just like, you're welcome. You're welcome for me being here. Uh, what a fucking asshole. That's not true. That's none of that's true. All right. Uh, now I, 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 uh, I'm at the, uh, I'm at, I'm at that age where like all my friends are getting married. You know, you guys get to that point in your life yet. It's, it's an interesting time. I had to go to, I went to Ireland last year. I was the best man for a wedding in Ireland because my buddy's wife was born and raised in Ireland. And so they decided to make that everyone's problem. They were like, Hey, Hey, aren't you guys just starting out in life? You barely have anything saved. Well, let's go ahead and drain those accounts so you can come watch us do something that we could have done in a goddamn courthouse. Like, yeah, sure. Of course, I'm making dozens of dollars doing comedy. This is perfect. Do you, how, how do you want to pay for this? You want cash, check, or a bag of empty Pepsi cans? Like, how how can I pay for this? I don't mind. I don't, I don't mind uh, destination weddings. I guess I kind of get it. What I have kind of a problem with destination bachelor parties. I'm not a big fan, and I've had to do those for the last five years of my life. I have been everywhere, like all over California, like Palm Springs, San Diego, Lake Tahoe. But I've also been to like Seattle, Austin, Texas, New Orleans, all for bachelor parties. And if there's one thing I've learned, it's that Coors Light tastes the same no matter where you are in the country. So it's like, why did we have to involve Airbnb in this? You know, this seems unnecessary. We could have gotten shit-faced in your garage. Like, we were just doing the same thing. Um, I don't know. I got to go to another one in, like, two months. We're going to Vegas, super creative. And we're, like, we're in this, like, uh, this email thread with all all the people that are going to the bachelor party. And today, one guy wrote, he wrote, oh, man, Las Vegas is never going to be the same after we get done with it. 
I was like, really, dude? You don't think Vegas can see us coming like a mile away? Like they've never considered like the Chamber of Commerce is just like, oh, my gosh, guys, eight guys with button downs are coming to drink alcohol. What are we going to do? Like, how how are we supposed to survive this? No idea. Like they're going to like like this guy thinks that that Las Vegas is going to treat our bachelor party the same way the rest of the country treats 9-11 years from now. Like uh, nothing was ever the same after Kyle's turned up bachelor party weekend summer 2018 yeah um you know what i don't like about uh bachelor parties it's kind of a cornerstone uh, of them is uh, strip clubs i don't know how, how you guys feel like strip clubs yay nay could take them or leave them in portland, yay. In portland? Uh, all right that's specific what do they have in portland that they don't have elsewhere have really what's so great about them yeah. Well, I feel like I've seen that all over. They don't have a monopoly on neon lights. I've seen that. Ah, well, okay, that's good. I want these bitches on scholarship. I. <laughs> it's good to know. Uh, I want these women on scholarship. Mama raised me better than that. Um, I don't know. I, I could take it really. It's just I don't like the whole idea of the strip club. You know what I mean? Like guys like, oh, come on, man. Strip club. It's the ultimate men's fantasy. Like, I guess we just have slightly different fantasies. I don't know. Like my fantasies in my fantasies. I don't know. There's no cover charge. I'm not in a room full of guys that look like my father's golfing buddies. Uh <laughs> There's no $15 Long Island iced teas. There's no guy named Rocco standing in the corner ready to beat the shit out of me if I cross some sort of conduct line. So just a little different, I guess. I feel like if we could be a little more realistic with strip clubs, like I think they'd be a little more palatable for me. Like I'd like it, it, it when you go up to the ticket box and they're like, hey, how can we help you today? Oh, hi. Yeah, me and my friends would like to get really horny and frustrated for two hours. Would that be okay? Like, yeah, that's fine. We can absolutely do that. How much money are you looking to spend? Oh, anywhere between $40 in my child's college fund, just depending on how much eye contact she gives me. Uh, yeah, we can do that. Do you have any special requests, sir? Oh, yeah. Uh, can I get a weird circular bruise on my ass from sitting on my wedding ring for two hours? Is that... Like, yeah, sure. We could do that. And uh, last question, sir. Would you like blue balls? Like, do I? <laughs> Top shelf blue balls, sir. I want to walk out of here with my testicles looking like a couple of Dodgers batting helmets. Can we get that possibly? I want them... I want them swollen and pulsing like the reactors at Chernobyl right before explosion. I guess my pro I just have a bad taste in my mouth from the the last time I was at a strip club. This is a true story. We were there for a bachelor party and uh, the groom ended up with a broken nose. Now, he didn't do that. We didn't like run into another bachelor party or anything and it was like, "Hey, they's wearing the same Axe body spray we's wearing. Get them." It wasn't like it wasn't like that. So we bought we bought him a dance and the stripper that came out, you know, big fake tits and uh and she started like, you know, shaking her tits in his face and just busted his nose open. I watched it live. I am not making this up. It was like, I was watching like the replay of an MMA fight. I was hearing like Joe Rogan's commentary, like, watch the right, watch the right tit. Here it comes, here it comes, boom, good night. And 
his nose just busted open. I mean, I knew it was a cheap strip club, but I was like, dude, that this bitch's surgeon did not fill those things with silicon. Like, I, this is, I don't know what was in the office that day. Like, oh shit, we forgot the implant. Like, what is like, what else do we have? And his friend was like, I, I got some like ball bearings. And my kid left his Legos in my car. I could like, yeah, fill them up. I don't want her coming back here twice. So. So she busts them open, and uh, and that once they like once they like get the blood off the seats, they kicked us out. They kicked him out for having the audacity of having a nose. Uh, apparently, his clientele or that girl's clientele is like strictly Voldemort. You can't get a dance unless unless you're that guy. And here's the cherry on top to the whole evening. We're walking out. There's a guy that we're not with, and he's like getting a lap dance, and he sees us like walking by with my friend with like blood trailing down his nose and he peeks his head around the girl and he goes oh that guy must have really dug in there <laughs> it's like uh no dude it's not her blood that's not it <laughs> yeah uh all right that was fun guys thank you so much have a great night bye paul conyers when you're a jet you're a jet all the way from your first cigarette to your last dying day Till they break your nose in the face. <laughs> it's fun. That was a really fun set. That was really good. You also do look like a um, World Cup soccer player. Yeah, but only a goalie. You're big enough. Well, the Croatians are so big. That Croatia game is going to be crazy. No, absolutely. No, but, but, but you're tall enough. That's the thing about the goalies is they got to be able to leap. And then you're a goalie. You didn't play goalie. Yeah. You could... You could you could right now just pretend that you're a World Cup soccer player and like put yourself on Instagram and maybe get some likes. <laughs> you're like, I play for the, yeah! We'll take it, it'll be fun. Uh, who wants to go up next? I'm a terrible host. Oh, you do? Oh, Mary Bushy does, of course she does. Are you gonna bring, are you gonna bring up Yuki too? Or is she out the door? What's she gonna do? There's a, there's a dog. She's, sometimes she tells jokes. No, maybe. Tiny, tiny dog. Do you tell jokes to your dogs? I mean, when, you, when you're doing a set, do you sit her down and you're like, sit, I'm going to tell you a set. And then like if she gets up and moves around, do you know if it's funnier or less funny as opposed to how much she is or is not paying attention to your jokes? <laughs> Mary Bushy's... She's not emotional. We gotta get her on the microphone. This is all just golden stuff. 13% out of the day. She's not crying. Everybody put your hands together. For Mary Bushy, yay! Hello. All right, I have a few questions to ask. Um, so ladies, can I hear you? Ladies, do you, does your man ever get mad at you for jerking him off to warm up your hand? He, he's like get turning red, which means it's happened a few times. It's happened a few times. Another thing that's been bothering me lately, um, you see all these like um, pu public forecasts, public, like pu whatever, pamphlets on depression and bipolar disorder. And it's always a woman who's going like this, like grabbing her temple and she's just so sad and that's bipolar disorder. Doesn't it bother you though? Cause that's not bipolar disorder. The woman should be like this. <laughs> so um any feedback on that 
Any questions? Um, the other thing I think is with alcoholism, they do the same thing. It's like this, but I really think it should just be a guy like this in the pamphlet. Like, um, I am an alcoholic. I'm sober three years, and uh, thank you. You know, there's a 12-step meeting here now, guys. Yeah, I don't want to go here. It smells like weed and booze. Like, why are you trying to get healthy here? <laughs> My friend told me, she's like, seven people come there now. I'm like, right, and they're still <laughs> going out, right? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, but is this where they come to relapse? Just kidding. Um, it's a great place for comedy. Um, <laughs> but I... Um, yeah, what was I going? People always like are like, why did you quit drinking? And that's so lame. And I always have to tell them like, I grabbed a 74-year-old woman by the pussy before it was even cool to grab a person by the pussy. And uh, then I asked her, ooh, do you shave the kitten? And then walked away. And a lot of people were like, that's funny. You should still drink. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I'd be doing a lot better in comedy if I still drank. But it's not worth it. Because I'm sure like some people you, you regret when you drink and then you eat too much, right? You're like, you get drunk. You're like, oh, I'm starving. I'm going to eat the world. <laughs> well, I would get really drunk. And I'm like, you guys, let's do some crack. And I would have so much crack. And then the next day I'd be like, oh man, I regret this. And I'm going to be high for another four days. Um, so I don't drink anymore because of crack. <laughs> I used to have a lot of fun drinking though. Like I, I, most of it was pretty sad. It's a lot of sad stuff, a lot of rehab, a lot. Of, I ran away. I went to rehab and then I changed my mind right when I arrived and I was put in scrubs and I was like, oh, I'm running. I am running. <laughs> And I was in my flip-flops running through the desert away from a nurse. <laughs> and then they just let me go because they're like, well, she's going to have to come back. And I did. Because <laughs> it, it was August and it was 125 degrees out. Point is, if you really don't want to get sober, don't go to, <laughs> don't go to Arizona for, for rehab. Anyway, uh, but one of the best times I ever had when I drank was in a place called Ohio State University. <laughs> Do you know where that is in Columbus, Ohio? Oh, it's a blessed, it's a blessed, blessed place. Uh, so it was the dead winter. Me and my friend, we decided to pregame and then go to a party. If you've been to college, you get that. Um, but like it was dead winter, so we were decided to be rebels and go up the side hill instead of the staircase in front of the frat house. And I've fallen down hills before many times, but I've never, <laughs> I've never fallen down a hill and had my puss run into my friend's puss. <laughs> I dry scissored my best friend over and over and over. And I've never got, it was like the North and South Pole. We were just stuck to each other's pusses. And uh, we almost died of a hate crime because they hate lesbians there. <laughs> but no, we got back up and then my crush was there that night, my crush. And then so I was like, oh my God, Naveed, the f most embarrassed. He was like a philosophy ma major, really loved Radiohead. And I was like, oh my God, Naveed, something really embarrassing happened. My friend and I just kept scissoring each other in for the front of the house. And she was like, he was like, yeah, I saw that. That was a, that was a laugh riot. 
You've never had dated a hipster, have you? <laughs> That's what happens when you date hipsters. They don't actually laugh at anything. That's why I am like the Swiss team member you're talking about. I'm like, don't root for the Swiss. They do not have a sense of humor. I like dated. Um, speaking of, anyone have uh, any breakup music they listen to? Any good breakup listen music? Oh, <laughs> and also rest in peace. <laughs> So I uh, discovered something about myself when I recently broke up with my boyfriend and he was a shitty guy. He was Swiss. He had no sense of humor. He made me feel fat and like ugly and like really, he's told me I was loud all the time, which is like totally, totally bullshit. I project and I'm sure he was a little Asperger-y because that sensitivity to noise was out of this world. <laughs> and also he was a fucking asshole. So he deserved to be yelled at. <laughs> Oh, man. But anyway, I was at home, like, um, mending a broken heart. Like, literally, I had a tattoo of a heart with my ex-boyfriend's name on it. Yeah, it said faggot. <laughs> you looked very uncomfortable. <laughs> um, he was a faggot, though. Um, not a gay guy, like a faggot. I'm trying to make everyone feel really good right now. Uh, <laughs> I... Um, but yeah, so I was on my ninth wine cooler <laughs> and um, all of a sudden Beyonce's Lemonade came on <laughs> and it called to me. I've never heard, I didn't know I liked Beyonce. I hate to say it, but I love Beyonce. What do you think of Beyonce? She says things that are like, she was like, I don't want to, I don't want to lose my pride, but I'm going to fuck me up a bitch. Yeah, it was relatable. And I was like, like the World Cup. I was like, goodbye. <laughs> um, and then, uh, so yeah, I decided no more. I'm going to have like a lot of self-respect now. I'm not going to let people treat me shitty anymore. I should probably quit comedy. But um, I, uh, oh, there's my dog. Okay. Um, focus, Mary. But yeah, so I was a model for like 10 years and I have really low self-esteem from that. And they made you be really, really thin. So like they made you have the thigh gap. Do you know what the thigh gap is? You do? No offense. Oh, <laughs> thigh gap is when you put your feet together and your thighs don't touch. It's, you can look, puss. You, you're very polite. Um, it's basically when your snatch has no pillows to sleep on. Um, so yeah, and also I was a very famous model, may I tell you, because I had a video of myself leaked to the internet and go viral. Mm-hmm. It's not what you thought. I was actually just walking down the runway and then I fell off the runway. <laughs> but that's what happens when you take PCP and walk on stilts, so yeah! bound to happen, bound to happen. Um, and I also think they look super dumb when they model nowadays. Like I haven't looked at a magazine for a long time, but it kind of, they're always trying to like sell something chic or like look chic, but I don't think this is a good time to do. <laughs> but they're always like trying to sell, like, like they're a zombie and they're sick, but they're also so sexy. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I feel like this is a perfume ad. <laughs> Am I worth something? Are you? We have liability insurance. It's yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
yeah, I had all this uh, problems with like eating disorder because of it. I had the white girl's disease, anorexia, and uh, I decided no more of that. I'm gonna eat food <laughs> once a day, and. <laughs> I, uh, my cousin has the same issue. She doesn't eat and she has the fake boobs as well. She's a real nose breaker kind of gal. Really big boobs, like probably, she's from San Jose, so. But um, sometimes she wakes up drunk in the morning and she's like, feel my fake boobs, Mary. It's not incest if it's two girls. <gasps> That's what she does. They feel like medicine balls, by the way. The most, uh, the only thing I'm very insecure about nowadays is my, um, my, my huge hands. <laughs> They're really big. Um, I'm not going to do it to you. I've seen your hands. <laughs> Put your hands up. Oh, whoa. I didn't expect that. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I have huge hands. <laughs> it's okay. My, my dick is bigger than every guy's, not just yours. <laughs> But I, I actually like having big hands because um, it, my ex-boyfriend didn't like it when I jerked, jerked him off because it made him feel gay. And plus, my hands were always cold. Uh, oh, that was a connect! Whoa! Call back. Call back. I didn't finish my joke about my cousin, my best friend Chelsea. So yeah, we fell down, we scissored and stuff. And then we got, we got drunk, oh, really, really drunk and we didn't want to like walk home. It was two blocks away in Ohio. We don't, you don't walk in Ohio. So um, she's like, oh, I have an idea. Let's go on the corner right here. I know a friend. So we go in the corner and then she pops her head over to a police car window. And she's like, hey, John, can you give us a ride home? And he was like, oh yeah, get in the car, Chelsea. She literally... <laughs> hailed a cab a cop car and they cabbed us home so i got read between the lines ladies i know what it is in that situation but you should also use it because a free ride is a free ride <laughs> um, and then we fell asleep and then she woke up at like you know in the middle of the night and grabbed me and she's like who is this and i was like who do you, who do you want it to be and she's like <laughs> No, seriously, who is this? Who are they? I'm like, it's Mary, Jesus. And she's like, oh, that happens to me like all the time. You can't play that joke on me. Um, I recently, so uh, I'm upgrading in a lot of ways. No more boyfriend. Uh, I got gold teeth. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did. I got two gold teeth because uh, on stage two years ago, uh, when I was, I was performing, uh, a tooth came out. <laughs> And um, it came out. And so, like, the techies were like, oh, my God, you need to go to urgent care right now. And then the, the rest of the world's like, oh, you get used to it. <laughs> so I got used to it. But then I went to a discount dentist, a.k.a. students who are not qualified. And they're like, you actually should probably get gold teeth. And I was like, oh, I didn't expect that one. That's such a bummer. Give him to me now. It's like a mullet in my mouth, like business in the front. <laughs> party in the back um only the really lucky ones get to see the back of my mouth uh sorry that's gross um <laughs> but i feel very happy about this situation because i'm finally worth something <laughs> gonna have to write a will and uh i feel like 
um, when I'm buried, when I die, can't wait, knock on wood, um, that's not wood, um, I will get buried and then some grave diggers are going to go through there and be like, holy shit, is this Master P buried down here? <laughs> nah, it's some broad named Mary Bushy. Jesus, she had some giant fucking hands on her. Call back! <laughs> Bushy, what a what a what a handshake she's got! Wow, that is I am dwarfed by your amazing uh, hands. Actually, uh, weird thing about my hands, I don't actually have any uh, fingerprints. I know it. The one time I got my DUI 11 years ago, it took them an hour and a half to scan my fingerprints because I should be a thief. I have like no fingerprints. It's really a beautiful. I know you can come look at them at some point. Like they're not. They don't even exist. It's amazing. I've I've just I've been in the wrong. I'm just a socialist. I don't know how to steal from people. I'm like like normal capitalists just take everybody's money and I'm like no I have to give you actual awesome product like hilarious comics like Mary Bushy I really enjoyed your set yay <laughs> made me think about things like I feel like um, you know anorexia really came from I don't know Santa Barbara and they just used to call girls hot <laughs> yes. it was like a thing that they're so hot they're 97 pounds they're so cute uh, they could barely feed themselves. Let me put my dick in their mouth. Yay, Santa Barbara. Feminism, yay. I just, it's the 90s, were a fun time. Uh, you're, let's uh, talk to a boy. Yay, you look, you look like a young child today. You look like you're playing on, you look like one of the bad news bears. Yeah. Uh, this is very exciting, everybody. He's a hilarious comedian. You guys are gonna love him. Put your hands together for the, 12th member of the Bad News Bears. Everybody, Jim McVeigh, yay! Yeah, I suppose I do. I am kind of dressed like a, like a high school narc, but you know, maybe I just want to find out where the drugs are. Just, just tell me. Hey folks, this is a, this is, I feel like this is a good month to see me. My life is unraveling. <laughs> It's falling apart, my life. I bought an electric toothbrush thinking that that would fix everything. But you know what? I I like an electric toothbrush. I like it first thing in the morning because it's making the same noise I'm making on the inside. And then I start brushing it around. And it sounds like it's saying... Why, 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 why? And now I'm ready for work. Uh, I worked retail for a long, anybody else work retail? Not anymore, you got out. Free, free. What I like to do at the end of a long day is I sit in my car in the parking lot and I like to watch late customers try and open the locked door. <laughs> and then I just sit and I burn myself with a cigarette. That's <laughs> how you do it. It's, one thing I want to point out, it's 
weird that if I sit on my phone and my boss sees me, I could get fired. But if I take my pants off and I go into a different room and he sees me, I could get him fired. So that's what I do. I take my pants off and I go into this special room and I sit down and I just let me text. I feel like you're not done working retail until someone declares they're never coming back because of you. Good dog. Nice. This is... All right, back to my set. It's hard, to, it's hard to go to work like all of us. It's hard to go to work first thing in the morning. Like we were, we were just dreaming, you know? Like it's hard, it's hard to go to work right after dreaming. Sometimes I wanna call out a, like I wanna call out of work because I'm sad sometimes because I'll miss my daughter from another dimension. that I abandoned in one reality because I had to pee in this one. You can't, you can't call out of work because of that, because you're mourning family. Hello, I'm not coming in today. My daughter, yeah, I have a, I have a daughter. She's somewhere in my mind so I'm gonna be a good father and I I'm gonna go back to sleep that's what I'm gonna do like a good dad I'm gonna go back to sleep and find my little girl my mind is no place for a child uh, anyway that is my least favorite part of being a conscious animal is is having dreams but uh, they say you should dress for the job that you want, not the job that you have. So I showed up to work wearing my boss's skin. <laughs> Everyone freaked out and I was like, get back to work, I'm the boss now. <laughs> you should dress for the job that you want, so I got naked because I don't want a job. <laughs> I wanna go home. Uh, I was trying to get a better job and I was looking at my resume and in a pinch, my resume could double as a suicide note. I could just sign it and the police would figure it out. <laughs> They'd be like, wait, are these, are these jobs or reasons? <laughs> What do you think? These suck, yeah. What font is this? What font is this? I hit four years sober and, uh, oh thanks. Yeah, not to like one up you. Oh, three years sober. I got like four and a half. I got four and a half, barely hanging on, four and a half. Uh, when, I, when I signed up to be sober, when I agreed to be sober, it was a different presidential administration. I did not know that I was signing up to be sober for this. 
I have to watch this every day without drink. That is, I regret getting sober now more than anything I ever did when I was drunk. Anything. This is the worst decision. I started, I did start f like fucking up though. And I started, I started like playing around with, we now that weed's legal, I tried it out and I don't care for it. I don't like it. Make that shit illegal again. I don't care. That shit sucks. Not for me. I got high on the train and I got too high to handle the concept of twins. <laughs> I saw twins and I was like, why do you get to be two? The rest of us are hardly one. And then I moved to a different BART car because it was intense. If I don't like weed, if I want to feel like the way that I'm moving my body is wrong and everybody's talking about it, I'll just try and lift weights at the gym. <laughs> I've been going to the gym for four months. So far, I've lost $80. <laughs> I have not canceled auto pay. That is why. That is the only reason it just goes over. I'm like, I'm, I'm like, I'm in my late twenties. So this is like the 11th hour, you know, I'm just like trying to get it all together, fix everything. I'm trying to just grow up, you know, I'm trying to learn how to cook right now. Uh, thank you. Bait like, I'm trying to learn how to cook baking. Baking is a pain. A recipe called, it called for a cup and a half of sugar. I had to tear open 90 sugar packets. I went to Starbucks three times. I, I have a slight issue with dyslexia. So when I cook, it, it's basically like, I'm just gonna eat terrible food. But if I can, when I do anything, I try and use metric just cause the tablespoon teaspoon thing tricks me every time. Uh, I feel like America would switch to the metric system once men realize that 10 centimeters sounds so much larger than than four inches did you know everyone's dick sounds bigger in europe i feel like america would change every street sign in the country to make uh dick sound bigger you know i think we should do it anyway that's dumb um man I am trying to be a better person or I'm trying to just trying to like, I want, I want to be like, everyone's trying to be a better person, but I'm trying to like, I'm trying to fix myself. And I, I found this shortcut instead of working on my personality, I just signed up to be an organ donor. Are any of you organ donors? Yeah. Of course, Paul's an organ donor. Good. And if not, keep them, you know, <laughs> keep them. Uh, what bothers me is like, this is, this is like mankind's greatest accomplishment. It's one of the best things we've ever done as a species. And they don't market it well. They ask you at the DMV, don't ask me for humanity <laughs> at the DMV. That's where I want other people to die. 
That's such a weird place to ask that question. Some 16-year-old kid walks in. Hi, I'd like to drive a car, please. And they're like, when you die, can the government have your guts? You're like, I'm going to die. Now go sit and think about your mortality for two and a half hours. It's weird. There's just like, there's no incentive to be an organ donor. All you get is a little red dot on your license next to a photo of what you'd look like if you'd already died. Uh, you guys have been fantastic. Thank you so much for having me. Jim McVeigh, espousing the evils of the DMV. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even have a, I don't have a license. I'm never going to get, I mean, I haven't had one in 11 years. I'm not going to give any uh, organs only because uh, I drank Diet Coke in my 20s. So you don't want any of my organs. Like my, my liver and my kidneys are shot because I drank like six Diet Cokes a day for 10 years. I'm fucked. You don't want, you don't want my kidneys. Like it's just not going to be good. No one worries about that. Everyone's like, oh, I've been taking Ritalin since I was two. And it's like, you're 46. <laughs> what do your kidneys look like? You putting yourself on the donor list? I don't want your fucking Ritalin weirdo kidney face thing. Crazy people. Uh, your next comedian, he's from China. I've heard they do crazy things with body parts in China. I've heard like you can get a kidney in two days in China. They take their people out of the prisons. I don't. I know nothing. I'm just making up slurs and lies. I have no idea. But I know that your next comedian is super, super hilarious, and you're gonna love him. Everybody, put your hands together for Hong Ming Liu. Thank you, thank you. My name is Hong Ming. I come in peace. But our country is at war, like the trade war. But the most surprising thing about this trade war is like China find we are at the same size as Canada. Uh, but Pen was saying that she know nothing about China. China is actually a very simple country. Just imagine a Chinatown. And then imagine that all the neighboring towns are also Chinatown. That's it, that's China. <laughs> so um, a little bit about myself and uh, I'm a lucky guy. I was born with a silver chopsticks in my mouth. <laughs> also, like uh, many people will say uh, I'm a nice guy. Uh, let me tell you how nice I am. If it's raining really hard outside, I will stay home so that there's one less Asian driver on the road. <laughs> That's how nice I am. I think there should be an expression called as nice as rice. <laughs> right? It sounds as right as rain. <laughs> but when I really think hard about myself, what I am, I'm really just clueless. I'm just clueless. Like the first time I went to the bank, and the teller asked me, Mr. Liu, how do you like your money? I said, I like my money very, very much. <laughs> and just the other day, somebody said to me, I screen, you screen, you know the rest. 
I don't. <laughs> so you see, language is difficult for me because English and Chinese are so different. They're like apple and Mandarin. <laughs> you say tomato, I say Xi Hong Si. You see things made in China, I see them homemade. <laughs> Your national bird's bald eagle, my national bird, picking duck. Your national pastime is baseball. My national pastime is eating my national bird. <laughs> and, and I get confused all the time. When you guys say, let's make American great again, I was like, American is pretty great. <laughs> That's why I'm here. And when you say, let's build a wall, I was like, it doesn't work. <laughs> we tried. 2,000 years ago. <laughs> and guess what? The other side hasn't paid yet. <laughs> All I'm saying is don't, don't follow a failed project. It, this, the Great Wall of China fell so hard. Like It's supposed to keep all the foreigners away, now attract more foreigners than any other place. <laughs> So you know, I have a lot to learn, and uh, the first city I, I came to in uh, in United States is Chicago. So my favorite place in Chicago is the library. The only thing I don't like is a quote on the wall from Oprah Winfrey. She said, getting my library card was like citizenship. My library card is my American citizenship. Really? I spent 10 years <laughs> to get the eligibility to apply for American citizenship. I found this comparison really disproportionate. I can't even say that word. <laughs> That's why I'm in the library. <laughs> but every time when I walk by that quote, this is what went through my mind. If I'm at the airport, when the officer asks for my travel papers, I just show him my library card. <laughs> like, just imagine the look on the officer's face. What? This is Chicago Public Library card. You must be one of us. <laughs> Welcome home. And I'd be like, wow, Oprah is right. This is my citizenship. I'll be walk like a Bruce Lee. And then siren will be all around me. And the officer is chasing me. He pushed me down and grabbed my card. You, you almost fooled me. Look, your card has expired. I've, that, that's like 10, 15 years ago. And I can't believe time flies so fast. Now I have two kids. Both born in the United States, and they are seven and nine. And I brought them both back to China for a visit recently, and my son noticed something and asked, Dad, why all the family in China just have one kid? So I explained to them this one-child policy. At the end, I look at both of them, 
since we are Chinese, one day I have to get rid of one of you. <laughs> they believe it. <laughs> Jump up and down, keep me, keep me. <laughs> Let me tell you, I just find the best parenting tools. If they don't listen to me, I just go any, mini, miny, mo. <laughs> but if I have to get rid of one of my kids, it probably will be my son. His name is Kai Yan. In Chinese, it means open your mouth, speak your mind. He opened his mouth, he mocked me. I overheard him talking to his friends. Do you know that my dad, he doesn't even know what is that. I was so sad, I almost cried. <laughs> and when Kayan and I were watching a TV program called Fresh Off the Boat, and Kayan was like, Dad, are you fresh off the boat? <laughs> I was like, no, no, your dad came to this country by, by ship. <laughs> Scholarship. Thank you. You guys are such a good crowd. I, I, I almost want to do some crowd work, but I can't. I left China for two reasons. To get away the crowd and work. I can't do crowd work. <laughs> and there's so many things I just don't understand. Uh, like, like when you guys do that hokey pokey thing and turn yourself around, I have no idea. What's that all about? And when you guys go to a baseball game, you always sing that song. Take me out to a ball game. I'm like, you are already in a ball game. <laughs> and when you're lonely, sometimes you want to go where everybody knows your name. I'd be lucky to find a place where someone can pronounce my name. I'll be honest with you, it's not the best time to be an immigrant right now in US. I've been telling people I'm from Norway. <laughs> but when I miss home, I, always, I can always go to Chinatown and walking around Chinatown, even just listen to a little piece of me melody. I know all the lyrics, make me so happy. Because I've been listening to American music. I can't make out any of the lyrics. They're just white noise to me. <laughs> hip hop, hip hop, black noise. I listened to Eminem for so many years. I make out one word, spaghetti. But I guess there's no way to let you know how I feel except do this. Do you understand the words coming out of my mouth? <laughs> Oh, they sound the same when sing out loud. Okay, okay, that's enough. That's enough.
karaoke for me. <laughs> Let me. Let's tell some jokes. I was walking down the street. I saw this restaurant called Japanese sushi. Let me tell you, if it's called Japanese sushi, it's Chinese sushi. Because <laughs> if you are authentic Japanese sushi, you will have the confidence to call yourself sushi. I wrote that joke when somebody introduced me as funny comedian. <laughs> Same thing. You don't need extra information. It never helps. Somebody need to tell that in New York. Just be New York. New York, New York doesn't help. If extra information help, the greatest line in movie history will not be, "Look, I am your father." It will be, "Look, I am your biological father." Thank you very much. My name is Hong Ming. Hong Ming Liu, yay! And then yay! Well, we can. Uh, we have. We have. Uh, Warhol, are you ready? Did you just? Did you smoke a fat blunt and you feel ready? A skinny blunt. No, I, well, I. I understand. I just, I can't even, I mean, I, okay, I get it. Blunts are cool. But like, but like, I'm a white lady who has a budget. And so like, a blunt is like, that's like two grams of weed. Like that's like six bowls in a pipe. I just, I know, I'm sorry. I'm just saying like my, the Jew in me won't let me smoke blunts. Cause I'm like, it's just such a waste. And my, no one else is on board with that. It's fine. I, I love the wastefulness of it. It's just like, what the fuck? Let's all get high. Your next comedian, he's all about that. And uh, his la he just hosted Happy Hour as an amazing human being. And he's going to make you guys laugh right now. Put your hands together for Warhol Kaufman. See, I don't let people bogart my blunts, though. Like, I smoke blunts with my lady, so it's like this. So, yeah, no, I agree with what you were saying, and then also, uh, should we call, oh. Um, so, since I just hosted for two hours, and I literally I have no idea what jokes I told, I'm not going to tell any jokes. Uh, I'm going to tell you a story. Uh, can we open this fucking door? Because I don't want you guys to choose between breathing and listening to me. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So, five years ago on July 4th was the uh, first time I was ever booked as a stand-up comedian. I, uh, I had toured the country for a year before that doing really weird shit, but I... Never been uh, in a situation where someone else told me that I was doing stand-up. I had done stand-up at poetry shows. Uh, and my, my early stand-up was even weirder than the shit I do now. I told this story about... I'll shortcut it, but basically, there's this French doctor. He lied to his family. He never graduated from med school. And then for years, he told everyone he was a doctor. He claimed he had started a private practice. He took money from lots of people. They invested money. And after 10 or so years, they were like, hey, we want our money back on our investment in your very successful practice. So he murdered his entire family. So that was my first stand-up act I ever did. And they clapped and shit, but they didn't know it was comedy. They couldn't tell somehow. 
so, and then, I, you know, I started writing jokes for a year. I wrote jokes for a year before I ever went on stage with a joke. And I started producing shows that I would just put comics on because I knew how to produce shows. So, like, I would just invite comics, and every so often I would get up and, like, do a couple things. But no one had ever said to me, like, you're a comic. Come do my show. Until DNA gave me a fucking show on 4th of July five fucking years ago. So my five-year anniversary is coming up. To only, like, Pam knows, like, that that matters at all. But, like, it's, it's, kind, of, it's kind of a deal. That's, like, as good as my marriage did. So that's... I'm still with comedy. So I'm going to tell you a story of that show. And uh, I don't know if you remember, Pam, but I was hanging out with Mikey Valentino. And uh, the day before, it was July 3rd, we were right here, and he rolled the biggest joint I had ever smoked. It was literally, I have a picture of it on my Instagram. It was bigger than my dick. It was huge. It was, it was a really big joint, right? It was like this big, and like it was just amazing. And uh, we smoked it down to the Roach, and the next day I was back again. We met up with Mikey because he was going to drive to Santa Cruz. And I'm smoking the Roach, giant Roach. And it, the end, the cherry sucks through the paper and it goes in my throat. And it lit cherry is burning in my throat out on the fucking sidewalk. And I start coughing and coughing. And I have this like eight years of being an MC, breath control just forcing itself up. So I just start vomiting all over the sidewalk right there. Just vomiting. Literally, I'm vomiting for 20 minutes. I'm vomiting all over. I'm not even exaggerating. It's, it was more like 30. I'm vomiting all over the sidewalk and then eventually they're like, go inside. Go in the bathroom. So I go in and I start vomiting. I like try not to vomit like on these spots. I might have hit like one or two spots and then like I'm in the bathroom and just vomiting and vomiting for like 10 minutes in the bathroom, 10 on the sidewalk. It was prodigious and amazing. So afterwards, I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Santa Cruz, right? So I go and buy some gum, and uh, and and we buy some paper towels and some like bleach or some shit, and we're like, uh, Pam, we gotta go. I'm chewing gum. Like we gotta go to Santa Cruz, and uh, but I'll we'll clean this up. And Pam is like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll clean it up. Just go do your show. And I'm like, Pam, that's crazy. And she's like, it's not the first time. <laughs> so then we're on the road to Santa Cruz, and it's crazy. We're joking. I don't remember the jokes, but it was, you know, some of you have been in that space where you're just fucking riffing, and it's gold. You're just dying, and it's like something's happening. It's a beautiful, beautiful day. And the worst, most horrible things are being said. He's talking about what he's going to do to my wife, and we're laughing and laughing. It's fucking hilarious. And then we get into the traffic jam part, and it doesn't even matter because we're just laughing. Like, I've never laughed so hard, maybe. it was I was laughing as hard as I had vomited, for, <laughs> but for longer. And um, so we get in a traffic jam, and then a ridiculous thing happens. We get rear-ended in the traffic jam by a young Asian girl. And we start laughing at that. How ridiculous is it that this Asian woman can't even drive in a traffic jam? How do you... How do you have an accident in a traffic jam? So we go and we first we get out and we just sit in her car in the back seat because she didn't lock her door. So we just sit in the car and we're like, well, our car's broke now, so I guess we're with you. And she's like a little scared, but she's like, eh. And then we get out of the car and we're like, no, seriously, we're gonna have to see your license and registration. And she's like, oh my God, no, please, oh my God. And we're like, uh, no, really, like you have to. And she's like, no, please don't, can I not, please. And we're like, all right, we don't have to get the authorities involved in this if you come to the comedy show that we're on our way to. 
And she's like, no, I can't. I got to study. I really can't. And we're like, then we're going to need to see your license of registration. She's like, no, please, can I give you this joint? <gasps> we're like, no, this is fucking blackmail, not extortion. What are you talking about? I don't want your shit. So we're joking with her more. She agrees to go to the show. We know she's not going to. We're like, we have your license plate number. So then we keep driving. We end up in, in the town. Now, Pam had been trying to get rid of this item. It was a red telephone, a rotary heavy red telephone. I guess it was prop telephone. Maybe it worked. I don't know. But uh, we were just walking all over Santa Cruz with it, and we stop at this ice cream shop slash burger stand, and I don't know how the ice cream is, but the burgers are mediocre. So, Mikey, like, I know this phone is not connected to anything, but Mikey is talking on the phone for, like, 40 minutes, and it's so funny. He gets so in-depth. I don't even know what the conversation was, but he's talking so long and so seriously that I know, the fo I know there's no wires connecting the phone to anything, but I'm like, who the fuck is this dude talking to? Like, it's funny, but also I'm like, I hope he resolves his claim. And then he's like, oh, no, I'll hold. I'll hold. And he starts humming the whole music, and I'm like, this guy's crazy. So then... So my shirt's off, right? And um, this car drives by. There's a there's a skinhead with the with the fucking skateboarder sitting over here. I got a joke out of it. You know, people used to try to heckle me, and I'd be like, "Look, I'm not afraid of hecklers," because I've already dealt with the worst heckler, a skinhead with a weapon. So this dude is standing there. These guys drive by, a bunch of white dudes, and they shout out, we can see your underwear. And this is like skinheads. This guy voted for Trump, like no question, right? So he slams his fucking skateboard down, and he stands up, and he like looks at me, and it's like clear he's, he's also shirtless. I can see his underwear too. This guy's a hypocrite, but whatever. So he slams it down, he looks at us, and we're like, it's time to go. So I pick up the phone, and we start walking. <laughs> And he walks after us. So now he's following us and we're walking and we're very casually walking very quickly. And he's just following. And I'm looking at my wife at the time. We make eye contact and we both are thinking like, okay, we're going to have to team up on this dude. So I'm thinking like, I'm going to throw, uh, you know, if he gets any closer, I'm going to have to throw the phone in his face. He has a weapon. He's got this skateboard. So like, we keep walking. We eventually get to where there's people, there's civilization. Keep walking. We walk past this party. I give them the phone. We're like, I was just talking to God. He said, you should have this. So we keep walking and we meet this fucking tall Asian dude who you ever meet someone who you're like, is this a person or a spiritual message, right? And he's telling us about the universe and basically describing an allegory for how my wife and I are gonna have to separate later and she's like glowing after she's like oh my god and he's like yes you have to follow your universe and go on your path regardless of who might try to hold you back and she's like loving it and I'm like I don't know if, she, she, if I trust this guy so anyway we got to the spot we did the show it was pretty it was pretty good I felt good about it you know someone else had said yeah you're funny he'd never heard me before it's like, yeah, you're funny. But the weird thing is, before I ever met DNA, I got into a really dumb argument with him because I'm stupid like that. And uh, it was like, thanks so much for booking me. But he made some comment about, like, we're protesting and we're out in the streets. We're like, we got a Facebook argument. I was like, oh, you're out in the streets? In the mean streets of Santa Cruz, really? <laughs> hmm. Interesting. streets of Santa Cruz. Anyone who's driven over that 17, you know, that is dangerous fucking shit. Like, I don't even understand how anybody's like, I'm going to drive over that thing. I'm going to kill myself. 
We're ready for our headliner. He is all the way from L.A. I, I love it when people from out of town come through, and uh, I'm super excited to listen to his set. He's super funny. Uh, everybody put your hands together for Alan Massa! Oh, yes, that's Alan Massa. You got it right, Massa. Some people say massage, I'm like a fucking European or something like that, or something like that. It's Massa. Yeah, no. Um, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm going to be your big chubby Asian comedian for tonight. Uh, since it's like nice and cozy place here, not only am I chubby and Asian, believe it or not, I'm gay. And I have a credit score of 540, so how's that for a little diversity at the Pantastic Comedy Showcase? Hashtag represent AF, as some would say. Um, how about showing some love for your gay comic tonight, huh? Yeah, that's a spirit. But yeah, Nathan too. It's not easy being funny and sucking dudes off, let me tell you that much. Every time I tell that joke, there's always one person that goes, oh my God, he said sucking dude off. He said sucking dude off. As if sucking dude off was like a, like a, a bad weather pattern coming our way or something like that. <laughs> we have a sucking dude off coming Saturday and Sunday. You better hunker down or something like that. I'll be out in the rain happy. <laughs> is it weather? Is it, is it? Oh my God, I'm totally loving this weather. No, I mean, I'm totally being serious, you know, because, like, it's, it's, it's tough being a comedian and, and, and dating, you know, and dating guys, because a while back when I was dating this one guy, when I told him I was a comedian, he wanted me to suck his dick and tell him a joke at the same time. I was like, motherfucker, this ain't no fucking job interview. <laughs> want me to multitask and shit? I'm like... <laughs> What's next on the agenda for tonight? Do you want me to like do you from behind, making some whole week pancakes and singing the theme song to Lame is a Rob or something like that? <laughs> empty chairs and empty tables. Is that the song? <laughs> no, no, that, that. no, but it's, it's tough. It's tough. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, yeah, I mean, I mean, when I said believe it or not, I'm gay because actually, you know, I mean, you know, I I hang out everywhere. I mean, I, I'm, I'm in LA. There's a lot of places to hang out. I was hanging out at this one, you know, just regular, you know, straight, you know, straight club or bar, and I was just, you know, just talking with the girls, you know, like I like, I like making, you know, like you know, flirting around a little bit like that. And then um, I was getting this notice from one girl, right? And then after, at the end of the night, we were kind of like, you know, kind of cuddling, cozy, whatever. And I told her I was gay, right? And she goes. Oh my God, you're gay? <laughs> well, you don't look gay. And I was like, well, how is a gay supposed to, guy supposed to look? He was, she goes, well, the, usually the gay guys I know are usually sleek, slender, and sophisticated. <laughs> Can you believe that shit? And I was like, I don't know what's worse. That she just totally generalized the whole gay male population the fact that this girl just called me a fat piece of shit. <laughs> Let's go with the gay male population because, you know, I'm nice that way, so. No, it's, it's tough, you know, like that. You know, oh, it's also tough being a, a big Asian comic in Hollywood. I get a lot of, I get a lot of, a lot of like, you know, a lot of comments about that. Like, I did this one show the other day, and then this girl, I, I kid you not, this girl comes up to me, she goes, oh my God, I totally loved your set. You know what she reminded me of? Remind me of, like, I don't know. Like like a Kung Fu Panda comic. <laughs> a Kung Fu Panda comic? I don't I mean what is that what is that all about? I mean 
are you trying to say that I'm fat, Asian, and funny? I mean, that is just so, no. I mean, that is just so, that is so fucking, that is so fucking real. That's fucking real. Motherfucker kept it real, you know? But you know what, I think it's like, it's, it's kind of doing a disservice to Kung Fu Panda. They call me the Kung Fu Panda, Kung Fu Panda comic. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Because Kung Fu Panda, he, he has it going on, you know, like that. Let me break it down for you, okay? Kung Fu Panda has it going on. Number one, Kung Fu Panda has a job. I don't. Kung Fu Panda has pecs for days. I have man boobs for weeks. Check out these puppies right here. These man boobs right here, right? And last but not least, Kung Fu Panda likes to kick ass. I like to check out ass, so I guess Kung Fu Panda is really an all-American hero after all, so. Yeah, it's tough, you know, like, um, <clears throat> I lost 20 pounds, to so give it up for that, please. <clears throat> I, haven't, I haven't been, um, it's, it's tough, you know, because it was such a long journey for me to lose all that 20 pounds. You know, it's like such a long and difficult journey. Basically, I went from fat to fat, so, but actually, you know what? I think that I actually think that like um, I'm actually proud to be kind of fat slash chubby. You know, I actually think that chubby is a new sexy. Does anyone think that the chubby is a new sexy? Come give it up for the chubby is a new sexy. Come on now. Sure, yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, let me break it down for you because you know a while a while back I think it when it all began when when like um when you see like you know like bigger like, like a big ass like that on the scene. Then you also have the like you know the Kardashians, right? They're saying like it's okay to be you know like that. You know what's next? I think it's going to be my man titties and my juicy gut in the cover of GQ magazine. What do you guys think? Yes? No? Maybe so? Okay, you guys don't have to decide right now, okay, so. <laughs> yeah, no, it's tough, you know, it's like, I'm, I actually kind of consider myself to be kind of like, kind of cute fat. You know, kind of cute fat. What do you guys think? Cute fat, yeah? I lose another 20 pounds, I what I call, what I consider myself, what I call sexy fat. And when I finally lose my gold weight of losing 60 pounds, I'll finally be skinny and fat inside. So <laughs> I have all that to look forward to. Yeah, so <clears throat> it's tough, you know, it's tough in Hollywood. Like I, I was, um, I don't know, maybe it's because what's going on, you know, like, you know, a lot of people are like really, really tense these days, you know, like being, being me by minority, being gay. Like I was walking down the street in Hollywood, right? And I saw this billboard, right? It said, have you been checked for STDs? And right next to it, it was two gay guys holding hands on a beach. And I was like, what's worse, that two gay people are the poster people for STDs? Or the fact that these fuckers think it's that easy to have sex on a beach? <laughs> have, you guys, have any of you guys had sex on a beach before? Yeah. It's, it's not easy, right? It fucking sucks, right? You know, you have broken glass everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you have what, seagulls, like angry seagulls looking at you, ready to like, you know, shit on you and stuff like that. Right? I have a tough enough time making a ham sandwich on the beak if I don't fuck someone sideways, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like, you know, oh, oh yeah, that's so good. Oh, fuck. Yeah, oh, yeah. I just had, oh, oh, my gosh. Honey, would you mind passing me that lube? I have all this sand up in my grill. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, oh, oh shit. My, I guess my con is broken. You're pregnant and I have the STD now, so I guess you do can get STDs on the beach. I don't know. But it's tough, you know, be, being Asian, you know, like that, not, not, not actually, you know, not everyone thinks I'm Asian. Actually, I get a lot of things like, some people think I'm Hawaiian. Yeah, some people think I'm Samoan. Some people thought I was a Japanese sushi chef. What the fuck? <laughs> a Japanese sushi chef? How does that, how does that even work? Like, I, you know, like, when I walk down the street, the people look at me and go like, oh my God, honey, check that guy out. 
Doesn't he look like he's making a really delicious spider roll? I can't make a really delicious spider roll, by the way, guys. So how's that for a little bit of a mind fuck, okay? I was actually in a restaurant writing that. <laughs> she goes, this girl, she goes to me, she goes, oh, you know what? Um, I was, I was in a rest, Japanese restaurant. I was going to the, to the restroom. And this lady, she stopped me. She goes, excuse me, sir. Um, I'm just wondering, um, by any chance, do you make any, 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 uh, any um, spicy tuna rolls? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm just going to the restroom. I don't work here. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. It's just that you have this whole Japanese sushi set vibe going on. <laughs> I have a Japanese sushi set vibe. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And stuff, you know, like this, I get all these comments. This one girl, she comes something, she goes, Oh my god, are you like Asian? I said, Um, I'm not like Asian, I am Asian. And she goes, Well, it's just that you're just really huge for an Asian. I was like, oh my gosh, you know what? I'm just, I'm gonna fight back. This is not right. You know, it's my day off. I'm gonna fight back. You know, so I said to you, I said to her, you know what, little lady? That's not the only thing that's huge. <clears throat> she goes, it's not. <laughs> I said, no. I also have a really huge heart. <laughs> and soul and dick. <laughs> she goes, you have a really huge soul. <laughs> I so love guys with huge souls. And I was like, oh my God, okay. And I said, so actually we, I got her number and we actually had dinner later that week, but you know, she never called me back. I guess, I guess my soul wasn't big enough for her. I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'll tell you, I kid you not. You know, I was, <laughs> I was like, also like, I'm, I live kind of like near Pasadena. I don't know if you guys know old Pasadena. It's like a little old town and, and, and kind of like, Kind of like, you know, um, I think it's east of LA, I don't even know where, the northeast, whatever. So anyway, um, I saw this guy, right, in Old Pasadena, and this guy was walking down the streets with women's yoga pants. And I was like, women's yoga pants? Oh my God, that is just so, oh, that is just so, no, that is just so, that's so fucking hot. <laughs> that's fucking hot. And I was like, the thing is, for me, it's like, I kind of want to take yoga. You know what I mean? But I was like, oh my gosh, if I take yoga, I'm like, how's that gonna work? You know, like, you know, everyone, every, if I, if I'm really attracted to this guy wearing women's yoga pants. I'm like, if I go to take yoga, I'm like, I'm like, oh my gosh, everyone will be like, I'm doing the downward dog, or doing the stork, or something like that. I would be me, it was just me and, me and the grizzly bear doing, having a big old heart on, is that okay? <laughs> Alan, Alan Moss, what are you doing over there? The guru will be like, oh, whatever. What are you doing over there? Oh, you should be doing a downward dog. How about I do the grizzly bear with the big old heart on his own? Okay, guru. <laughs> this guy, an old Pasadena, he goes to me. I was walking down the street. It was the day off. He goes, hey, you. You look like you'd be a great cocksucker. I was like, oh, my gosh, this is my day off. Okay, this is my day off. I'm fighting back. I'm fighting back. <laughs> so you know what I said? I said to him, you know, you know what? Guess what? I'm just okay at it. <laughs> okay, guys, that's my time. Thank you. My name is Alan Mossa. Thanks for having me, Pam. Alan Mossa, he's just okay at sucking dick. That was great. I, I really, I loved your closing joke there. I'm really glad you talked about STDs. I myself got my first STD from my first marriage. Uh, it was really upsetting. It was sexually transmitted debt. 
I didn't know he had $15,000 in credit card debt. I didn't know that until three years into our marriage. Yay. That's why we got divorced. That's good. This was a really fun show tonight. Did you guys have a great time? Yay. I did. Uh, Thanks so much to all our comedians tonight. Uh, This happens every Friday here at Mutiny Radio, and we have a lot of really great things happening all during the week. Also, if anyone has the... So they're like, oh gosh, I want to be a comedian. You can always rent us out on Saturday nights from 8 to 10, and you can put on a show of your own kind, even if you want to have a birthday party. We do that too. Maybe you want to have a birthday party, and you're like, everyone wants to be a DJ. Come do that with us. It's fun. And then everybody gets an MP3 and they're like, look, I mean something in the world. Yay. I don't know. I don't know what the world, I don't know what means anything in the world. Uh, But thank you guys. Let me do one more joke to make you laugh before we leave. Um, I've been looking for the right guy for so long and he needs to be uncircumcised uh, because I want to pull up his dick and I want to pull his foreskin up over his dick. I want to put whiskey in his foreskin because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want, you know? It's like twofold. Uh, One, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. Uh, And two, boys are gross and you have to clean it all that schmegma. (laughs) You know, they're just, alcoholic does it best. Thank you so much for being here, everybody. Uh, David Zunzu, clap it up for him, run the ones and twos. We'll see you guys next week on Pamtastics. Yay, thank you so much, bye, yay!
doing that either. It's bad for your frame. How's it going, everybody? Good? So we had a bad run. We went from Vegas to like somewhere else to somewhere else. And yeah, all these places that bars don't close are really bad for me to be at. Last call is a blessing. Anyway, you guys say this, you say we're all tonight? They're really good. I don't know how they're going to do their bit on this little stage because they're, 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 they're all right. No, they're not. They're crazy. Do a beer song. Song goes out to beer. We have beer. You want some beer?
many years. But the Fillmore, and he just recently passed away, so you're true. And this is song for Post Malone for a while. We ain't on this planet forever, so we're gonna have a fucking good time, because you never know what day you ain't gonna get up. You're gonna have a good time that night before, because I don't know what's going on after. They said, Merry Christmas Eve, they wanna come back as cockroaches or something weird like that. Or maybe John will come back as Harley, and Harley will come back as John.
away a year ago when I was at the University of Utah. It was stuff, right? And also, Ernie Cortez, who was a good friend. Ray. Exactly. You, know, you don't need teeth to eat pussy. 